Growing up with a cane pole in his hand Like a fool of dream sitting down by the street But leads him to the corpus play Give him a shotgun to please his mind Give them quail a few reasons to fly Living in the city just ain't for me I want to go back to the country Take me to Texas I want to go down that open road Take me to Texas I want to see how far this country goes Take me to Texas I want to go down that open road Take me to Texas I want to see how far this country goes up your coffee cup, put the dog on the porch, and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going, just as fast as my feet can Alright, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse, yet yeah, just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch. But we call it home every Sunday morning, 7 to 9, live in the studio, or 24-7, 365, as this live broadcast is podcast on all your favorite podcast platforms. So share us with your friends. You are the regulators, the reason we mount up and ride in and do this thing every week. Um, thank you for being tuned in. My name is TJ Graney, and the bunkhouse with me is Cody Ryan, Skunk Dog. Yellow. Road rash, beefsteak is in the deer stand, so uh, we look forward to hearing stories, and that's with quote marks on both sides of it, stories from the deer T- stand tales. next week. Tales. Tall tales is what I'll call them. That'll be a nice <laughs> way to put it. Uh, with the way and blurry so- pictures. <laughs> yeah, and blurry pictures. With the way society is pounding on our rights to own guns, it's imperative we support our local gun shops and the ones we trust with our constitutional rights, McBride's Guns. Yes, folks, it is America. There is a Second Amendment, and there is a gun shop that we trust right here in the Lone Star State, McBride's Guns. They've got your ammo. they got your firearms. they got a gunsmith on site to take care of any issues you may have. You'll find McBride's in the same place it's been for years, right there at the corner of 30th and Lamar. You can give them a call, 512-472-3532, or check them out online, McBride'sGuns.com, because McBride's Guns, yeah, they're our hometown gun shop all right so we had a uh, i've been tracking this recently and um we had um y'all's sister is an ag teacher and she had this idea of interviewing the PETA folks and so um so she did that People this week. People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, which right. is uh, actually, and, in my definition, a terrorist organization in the United well, States. Well, it's listed that way in some places, absolutely. Um, and we talk about that. And we have a PETA, we have a report on them every week. But I wanted to get her on the show. Taylor, uh, Taylor Sims is on the show with us. She's an ag teacher here in town. And she did she did a pretty brave thing. She she invited PETA into her classroom with her students to talk about their initiatives and their agenda. And so, and I have not heard this 
I have not heard the story yet. So, Taylor, can you hear me? Good morning. Oh, good morning. So, uh, so you're an ag teacher here locally, and and uh, you wanted to introduce your kids to to some different points of view, and that that one of them was PETA. And so, right. what? Give us the story on how kind of that all went down, and what that looked like. So every year, <clears throat> I teach my students about the difference between animal rights and animal welfare, which the very basic explanation of that is animal welfare is believing that uh, we can use animals for human use um, as long as it's done ethically and humanely. In comparison, animal rights believes that we should not have interaction with animals for food, clothing, entertainment, all of the above. Um, And so the conversation every year comes up of PETA and their stance on a lot of different things. Um, And the biggest one that the kids have the most question about is companion animals or people that have pets and how that works with an organization that doesn't believe in animals being used for entertainment. Um, PETA has done a really crazy job about attacking SeaWorld and zoos, um, you know, all circus kids. Yeah, circuses, the whole nine yards. Um, Barnum and Bailey's coming back as a circus with no animals. So they've done a pretty significant job in making an impact on those different organizations. Um, but my students have always wondered, well, if you're telling us that, you know, animal rights activists don't believe in human entertainment, then how do you justify pets and companion animals? Um, and they've, it is very, very interesting. Now our, our interview with PETA actually isn't until December 1st. They had to have a two week preparation which I was pretty excited about because I think we also need two weeks to prepare, um, preparing high schoolers for that big of a conversation um, and having them understand the seriousness of what they're getting themselves into um, has taken a long time. We've got a running Google document of their questions and comments and research. Um, and we go in and explaining how important it is to know both sides of an argument so that when a topic is brought up, you have a counter argument that's based off of statistics and actual factual knowledge, not just emotion. Um, so, like I said, the, the companion animal thing has been very hard to understand because they'll have PETA's website explains companion animals and how pets should be pets because they're not meant for domestication and yet they own um, their animal shelter and they talk about animals, pets being compared to enslaved humans, um, and yet they say, but here's a link to our site to donate to our spaying and neutering clinic, which is another topic that we jump on because we don't say that animals, cats or dogs or whatever it may be, um, have decided that they want to be spayed and neutered. They're deciding that for them. So it's a huge topic, and a lot of the kids... I jump on my soapbox and the kids are like, oh, my gosh, Sims, calm down. I'm like, guys, this is serious. Like, this is a company that makes millions of millions, $30 million off of donations every year. And don't even get me started on their finances and how they're spent. Um, But, yeah, it's super fun and the kids get really into it. They are planning on what outfits they're going to wear for December 1st. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, yeah. So we've, we've also had that conversation of being the adult in the situation because the girl that they're interviewing with is actually um, in her 20s. So she's a young girl um, 
and we've done our FBI research on her too. So oh, shocking. <laughs> well, I, I I just want to tell you that, and and we look forward to hearing about this as this goes forward, but. You know, one of the things, the only counsel that I gave you during this uh, whole time when you were talking about this was that um, don't get angry. Right. Don't lose it. Because when you lose it in a, in a, in a conversation or in a debate with um, someone like that, um, then that's when they do their best work. And um, so it's exciting to hear that. And uh, you do so many good things with the students, um, everything from your um, live. What it, What is it you do on Fridays where you teach them how to fill out a check? And, and real, then, real World Friday. Real World Fridays. And we could talk, you know, it would be fun to get everybody to chime in what something kids should learn on Real World Friday because we do that around the dinner table at the house and talk about the different things that kids just don't learn today because it's a different yeah. world. I mean, kids it's just don't different. write checks. They don't do no. stuff like that. We did last Friday, we did applying for a job, like a job application. And I had to explain every class period why they couldn't use a pencil and had to use a pen and had to use a blue or black pen and how to bring your own pen. Cause if you show up to job application and not have a pen, that's just first step of me being like, yeah, no, thanks. So little things that they don't think about. Um, it's very interesting to well, be a high school teacher. Well, my so and and just uh, we'll let you go, but because uh, I know you got my granddaughter there, and uh, and your husband's over in the deer stand in the back of my property. So <laughs> it's family day here. Uh, but I would I do want to say there is a lot of good teachers out there. Absolutely. There's there's a lot of craziness with the with the teacher unions and there's a lot of talk about all the stuff in schools, but there are great teachers out there and and uh and and I'm highly partial to the ag and shop teachers and those that are that are teaching the fundamentals of life skills and life and so folks, it's the world is not falling apart in all our public schools. Um, you just have to pay attention if your kid's yeah. participating in a public school. So thank you, uh, Taylor Sims. Uh, we love you. Thank you very much. And see you in a little while. All right. Love y'all. All right, man. Yeah, it's, it is, it's promising to hear. Uh, so I, I warn her all the time that her, um, teaching reality practical practical reality yeah. knowledge may be the demise of her public education teaching position career at some point yeah because it's just the way of the world but uh it's it's, it's, it's inspiring in, it's to in, hear and, I, and she tells me about her Good other job, teaching sis. partners and her other friends who are teachers Doing you know that stuff. are doing the same kind of stuff yeah. in the public schools, and 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 when this crazy stuff is going on, it hurts them. You yeah, know they well, feel bad well, about and, it. And we've said it before: the loud one percent is what you hear. You right. don't hear the other the ninety percent of reality. You hear the loudest one percent is what you hear. Hey, and I know that doesn't add up to a hundred because there's nine percent of mix in there. Other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and those facts, right. and you can look those stats up because they're almost factual. <laughs> Start your next adventure with the award-winning lineup of Jeeps. Start it with 0% financing for up to 72 months on select new Jeeps at the number one Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram dealer in Austin, Nile Maxwell Supercenter. When you think Jeep, think Nile Maxwell Supercenter. No one stocks more, sells more, saves you more on Jeeps anywhere. Central Texas. And we've got truckloads of new Jeeps here and more on the way. If you want a new Jeep, we've got it during Nile Maxwell's Jeep Adventure Days. Your adventure starts now at Nile Maxwell Supercenter. Online at NileMaxwellSupercenter.com. Coming up, I want to talk about, I want to get you guys' thoughts on tagged creatures Shoot or don't shoot. You get it only one place. It is the Outdoor Zone, Hmm. live in the bunkhouse, 24-7-365, theoutdoorzone.com. She said, we are all just prisoners here of our own device. I'm Everstar Pro, Ron Sheffield, and I fish FLW. You're listening to the Outdoor Zone. Fish on. Up this morning before the sun, fixed me some coffee and a honey bun. Jumped in my pickup, gave her the gas, I'm going out to catch a five pound. All right, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. You're the regulators. The reason we do this show every week Share this podcast with your friends at theoutdoorzone.com on all your favorite podcast platforms. You know what? Everyone at some point needs to have their vehicle repaired, and it can be hard to find a mechanic you can trust, but we trust our friends at Sun Auto Service. They're family-owned and operated auto repair and maintenance company since 1978. They'll do your regular service, plus they'll do all your major uh, repairs from transmissions to engine re. I mean, they, they did a complete overhaul God, on an engine for took me. your whole motor apart. Yeah. I mean, they did the whole thing. Sunautoservice.com, 405 West Slaughter Lane, 1300 Medical Parkway in Cedar Park, 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown, and 1206 Ranch Road, 620. Check out deals and specials they post all the time uh, on their Facebook, plus sunautoservice.com. All right, so open conversation. Yeah, so I I had this thought, and I I heard some others talking about it on another podcast, and and, and then I read an article that came up that a mule deer was rescued in mid-October after his head and antlers became ensnarled in string, uh, has a new lease on life, and a sporty new appearance. Remember the mule deer that got tangled in some string a couple weeks ago? Well, look at him now with his new GPS collar. The Utah Division of Wildlife Resources wrote on Friday's Facebook, check out this wildlife before and after. And it shows a picture of this giant mule deer, right, with this string all over his antlers Was and it in his like, face. Like string string from hay bales? Something Must along, be. I'm sure, yeah. you know, somebody's yard, whatever. You know, they it happens. Right. And um and now I guess the the wildlife department went in and and probably darted him and right. uh and uh, got all the string and I mean cuz it was covering his eyes. It was bad. I mean that's bad, right, huh? Skunk dog. Okay. Yeah. No. Wait, that's that's definitely a lot going on right there. So they darted him, but then they put a GPS tracking collar on him. Right? And I guess 
you know, if you're going to put an animal down, let's get some research. And yeah, let's get some out of this deal. Where, come on, where come is on. he going? Where did he right. come from? All that kind of stuff. Uh, and it brought to mind, so waterfowl, duck hunting, I mean, the cream of the crop is to harvest a duck or a goose with a band, right? Oh, yeah. Banded. Guys. Oh, man, this one was banded in Nebraska. Yeah, and, yeah you'll and see so guys you, with the thing around their the neck with the band. With all yeah. their calls and their bands of right. ducks. I mean, that's the trophy right. of the duck hunter. Right. Deer hunting, I feel, is completely different. Because it goes on to say that uh, some of the comments on their Facebook after they posted this were, so if we shoot a deer, uh, collar deer and report it, we won't be harassed, one person asked. I mean, you call her a big deer like that, that may be one in a lifetime for me. I'm going to shoot it. And <laughs> Well, that's interesting. So, And you, you shoot that, you harvest that deer, it's completely legal. I'm sure it's got to be completely legal. Of course, they encourage hunters not to shoot collar deer, the agency wrote. But if you do, just make sure you report it and we can pick up the collar and reuse it. Oh, that's sweet. So they encourage you not to. You see a collar deer, it almost feels like you're out there hunting and you're harvesting a deer that's already been like, one, it has tranquilizer in it. So, Well, that's wore off by then. You got He's pretty steady on his feet. Look at what the average unless is. You're, unless you're the game warden that is off that next day and <laughs> but you see on the collar, other side of the trail. Does it, does it feel tainted to shoot a deer with a collar? Like it's not natural. Like you go into the woods. Have you know y'all y'all done a bunch hey, of hiking bunch of cows and stuff. with tags in their ears? Yeah, but you've gone into the woods. It, or, or you've gone on a bunch of hikes, and you find a piece yeah, you, of trash on a trail, and it just doesn't feel as authentic, right? Or you see a mountain lake, and it's like people have trashed rocks it. around it, and you're like, dang, somebody else has been here. Like, or you, you go, know somebody don't else has been even there. go there. Well, you hike, okay, better example, you hike somewhere, and there's power lines at the entrance of the trail or something. That, I can see where you're coming from. With this, the difference between the ducks and the deer, I feel like, is the ducks, if they have a band, first of all, really, really no chance you're going to be able to tell. So it's kind of, I feel like it's luck of the draw. Like you shoot one, it comes down, you, you tell, find those it. Those guys know, I think. If, some of them. I mean, that's a really, well, regardless, it's a really small band. I feel like I personally would find it hard to see it. Yeah, On sure. a deer, if it's wearing a collar, first of all, it's not just a band like that's a gps tread they're using it for scientific evidence of where this deer is going what it's doing what its lifestyle is like you see the antlers on this thing you're gonna pass no it's well and that's the thing like you put collars on dogs and cats and you put it on a deer and i don't know it just it just makes me feel Well, the duck, you still got to call in that band. You know, you're still, you're participating. The reason they do it is you're participating in the research. But it's not a GPS. Well, that's that's my point, though. You shoot a duck with it on, and that's kind of one of the things where that's how they track it. That's the conclusion to the research is that you shoot that duck. Versus this deer that has the collar, the research. The research (laughs) is shoot that deer. Yeah, I mean, if you want to end it that way, I mean, I... 
I guess if it's legal, I don't have a problem with it. I just you're, personally would be like, You're eh. just saying that you feel like you spend two days and you're sleeping in a tent, you're chasing muleys, and you're eating granola bars, and you finally get this opportunity to take this big muley that comes up, and it's like, oh, man, he's got a collar. What? He's still a wild deer, right? Yeah. Well, it, I mean, I can, I that's can why see they're both tracking him. That's why they're tracking him. And I just want that tracking to continue. I don't want to end the research. I mean, that's kind of my thing. I mean, I if I'm putting meat on the table at the end of the day, yeah, I mean, I'll do what I got to do. You don't got to put that I think shoulder, a shoulder mount. No, I think a shoulder mount with the collar still yeah, in place. Yeah, you'd have to keep it on. No, that you point. have to call them and report it. They yeah, know it's dead. That'd be the nice thing to do. Otherwise, they get a GPS ding from your <laughs> yeah from your wall. How did this end <laughs> up in uh, the middle of Austin? This yeah. is so weird. This is in a doctor's office. Why does that deer doing in a doctor's office? All right, coming up next, we got your armed citizens report. We got a lot. That's next segment. We've oh, got okay. a lot good to discuss. Yes, uh, there's been there's a lot around yeah. this whole thing. Yeah, we're going to talk report. about the Kyle Rittenhouse yeah. thing coming up next. Um, yep, you'll get our perspective on it. Only one place. It is the Outdoor Zone live at the bunkhouse, 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. American Blood Brothers, this is Ted Nugent on the Outdoor Zone, live from the bunkhouse with my blood brother, TJ. Whack them and stack them, would you? All right, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone, live from the bunkhouse. I'm TJ Graney, your host. This is the number one show on radio and podcasted out under the outdoorzone.com on your favorite platforms. And it's a beautiful Sunday to go get you some food at Austin's hottest new restaurant, the Shore Raw Bar and Grill. Our amazing friends at Shore are serving regional coastal cuisine, combining flavors from Texas, Louisiana, and Mexico. They have live music all the time. They have a really cool selection of oysters and seafood. Fantastic pet-friendly patio where you can listen to all that great music they have coming in. And don't miss the fabulous desserts, including spiced chocolate cake, key lime tartlet, tres leche, summer cheesecake, and house-made ice cream and sorbets. Everything you could imagine and more. Owners Rick Wahlberg and Jim Schneider invite you to join them at the Shore, located on Highway 71 West at Covered Bridge, just west of the Y&O Kill, the Shore Raw Bar and Grill. Check them out online at the Shore ATX. Dot com. Go get you some. Now it's time for this week's Armed Citizens Report. Today, legal firearm owners are protecting themselves and their families across the nation. These acts of courage and valor are seldom reported throughout the liberal media. The Outdoor Zone wants you to know the truth. This is the Armed Citizens Report for the week. So... <clears throat> We talk about a lot of controversial stuff on the show. We just stand on those values and those rights uh, on the show, and we we're, we're just don't 
stand down off of it. I mean, it is what we believe. And um, so the armed citizen report every week, we, we typically, what we bring into this, to the show is a story of somebody who protected their family, their lives, uh, their shops, their stores, and um, and they uh, they protected themselves sometimes with lethal force, and we believe that's their right if done legally, if done uh, the way it's uh, le- legally, then we believe that's their right, and uh, and the Kyle Rittenhouse story is one that is a really good example. And I'd be shocked if he doesn't go do some kind of, uh, if he's not proactive with suing some of the uh, media outlets that absolutely, without a doubt, lied about what happened when they knew different. When the facts, so, so the big, one of the big lies that came out from that so Kyle Rittenhouse, everybody knows, young man, uh, was in Kenosha, Wisconsin. It's Kenosha, right? Is it Kenosha? Yes, yes. And he was in Wisconsin at, at his, the small town where his family lived. His grandparents lived. His family lived there. His friends owned businesses there. It was his, his hometown area. And he was there and... Uh, and the uh, Antifa and the looters from last year were going through his town, destroying everything. And um, and he got in that and got in the middle of it, and um, there was a shooting, and he was found guilty. No, but, he was not found I guilty. I mean, he was found innocent. And But the thing that uh, one of the lies that kept coming up out of that was that he had brought a an illegal firearm across state lines and he came there to do this to prove his point to be you know be this uh, vigilante that they called him and that is not it is not even close to what happened that is not the truth and uh, thank goodness thank god for a jury of his peers from that community that listened to everything, listened to the instructions, followed their, uh, you know, listened to all the, tr- all the information provided and made, made that decision. That the part did. that bothered me, obviously, was, yes, the media, but also. Flat out lying. But also the politicians. The President of the United States calling out a young man prior to a trial is not the constitutional United States that we live in. You are innocent until proven guilty. Not with those guys. Well. Obviously. And and then he does that. And then he puts out his, this cheesy press release saying, We'll go by what the jury says. Now let's go let the turkey go. Peanut butter and jelly. Oh, ha ha. And he can switch yeah. from something as critically important that was just defining this nation in so many ways. Pivotal. Pivotal in so many ways. It's a huge win. 
huge win for Another. the United States Amen. of America, right. not for any political party. Good, for the that's Constitution good word. That's a good word. of the United States of America. For the Constitution, this was a win. And not because what I think he did, do, do I think he should have been there in the first place? No, he should have been at home with his AR sitting in front of the TV watching Seinfeld or whatever. No, those would guys I have, watch The Office. The Office, whatever. Would I have? Would I have felt as compelled if in my town there were rioters and looters and people destroying my town? Would I have felt compelled to be there? I can't say because I may have been compelled to be there. I think you, it, you if you know the backstory of who he is, and one of the interesting things I was talking to. A very um, prominent uh, law enforcement guy recently, and I said, so, I said, blew my mind when I found out who those three guys were that got shot. Yeah. You know, convicted uh, wife beater, uh, convicted child molester. Multi. Time. Yeah, I mean, those three guys were like bad once, actors. It's not they like were, once, once you know, 20 years ago, I did something wrong. No, these guys were, the guy that had the pistol was on probation or something like that for, I mean, they were bad actors. But you know what? The jury couldn't hear that about them. They were not allowed to hear that about those guys because there's a definition of okay when Kyle went through this when he was approached by those he guys he didn't know that he didn't know that so they couldn't introduce that because that wasn't a fact that's fair of it's i thought wow that's interesting but it was blew my mind when i and so if you don't think that in those situations the bad guys aren't getting hired to go do stuff or if they're not coming out of the woodwork being a part the three guys that participate in look at their look at their rap sheet look at their background they are bad bad dudes yeah well they're not able to get hired very many places with a rap sheet you know but you can you be can hired hire, by a terrorist organization yeah you can be promotes, an antifa yeah that promotes these kind of activities that's who the so, will hire I think They're I think available. you're right. Last <laughs> last year, more people in this country bought their first firearm than historic in in any time in our past. Last year, more first time gun owners purchased a firearm and brought it into their home. And you even heard uh, liberals saying, "I needed." to know that if something went down, I could take care of my family. And, of course, you know, I think one of those conversations came from a lady on The View, and she was talking about if these, you know, white militants tried to get into my house and, you know, do something, when really it was the Antifas and, the you know, those folks that were causing all that, which was really what she was afraid of, but... Yeah, you More. that doesn't follow your that doesn't follow your and I hate saying it, but your agenda. I I'm, I'm so tired of hearing people call it that, but that's the truth. When you live 
when a population of certain people live by a lie, then well, they you propagate have to stick this to your, lie. They yeah, they they have they to live stick by to your lie, right? But when it comes down to it, the hypocrisy they're, is they're appalling. sneaking over to yeah, absolutely, you know, to the local gun shop buying themselves an AR and a pistol. For the same reason that everybody else buys them, that we buy them. The hypocrisy in this world of the opposition of the Constitution of the United States is disgusting. And you should not be okay with it. But America still builds a good truck. By God. A GMC, Niall Maxwell GMC, with more best-in-class features and savings on every new GMC in stock. Your new GMC is here nile maxwell gmc.com go visit our team of professional great experts who will take first class care of you they believe the delivery of your vehicle is just the beginning of the relationship not the end nile maxwell gmc exit 256 in round rock or check them out online nile maxwell gmc.com see dealer for details because we are professional grade all right, coming up next, Dirt Talk. You don't want to miss it. Only one place live in the bunkhouse. Send more 79 or 24-7-365. TheOutdoorZone.com. There's no better way to... <laughs> There's no better way to ensure a successful farmer ranch operation than to have safe and well-built equipment that you can rely on for years to come farmranchstore.com from handling equipment ranching equipment to fencing feeders rodeo arenas we're proud to offer you top quality products available on the farm and ranch market today our suppliers products come from the leading manufacturers prefer powder river ww manufacturing all of whom are trusted names in the industry so we want to invite you if you're a landowner if you've got 10 acres or if you've got 10,000 acres you need to be shopping at farmranchstore.com. Farmranchstore.com. That's where the landowner goes to get work done. A few days before he turned 80, he was sitting out back in a rocker. He said, what you been up to lately? I told him chasing a dollar. And in between sips of coffee, he poured this wisdom out. Said if you want my two cents on making a dollar count, buy dirt. Find one you can't buy dirt. Dirt Talks brought to you by our friends Jill and Ann at buybastropproperty.com. Their passion for small town and country living makes them uniquely suited for helping you find the perfect place away from the big city and if you need to sell that place in big city they can help you with that too jill loves getting to know their clients and is relentless in her efforts finding the perfect place and business law and paralegal background assures you all of the real estate puzzle pieces fit nothing makes them happier than a happy client buy bassdropproperty.com and you better together so I was looking at some stuff with the girls this week and um, uh, looking at some property. I know I didn't say anything about it, but, you know, I'm always looking. And uh, one of the things that they sent me had a note on it. And uh, in the description of the property, it was, you know, small acreage. And it had a little building on it, had electricity and water. And it said, building tear down. So, 
probably a teardown or whatever. Right. And I I looked at that and I thought about it. And how many times have you and I looked at something and said, yeah, yeah, that's a teardown. Wink, wink. Well, I mean, I live on a property like that. Right. I have an an old farmhouse that was moved in the 1960s up to the front of our property from the back of our property and actually from another property, but what used to be a big ranch and the, uh, the originally was a teardown and I got to look in at the bones and the foundation after we purchased it, I bought it as a teardown after we purchased it and decided that I wasn't going to tear it down and I was going to find a way to put it back together. And actually that's my next project. It, my next big project, I believe is going to be to restore that house. Now I took, I took several weeks and fixed a bunch of rotting wood and had it, had it painted, uh, which needs protecting it. Yeah. Just trying to seal in what we had. So it didn't further wither away. Right. Well, I made that final decision and, and ultimately put a roof on it. So I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of invested in this deal. Yeah. You now. got a little bit of money in that. Dude yeah. Already. I got a little bit of money in it. So the, the idea is to bring it back to life. The old farmhouse, the 1900s farm, 1890s farmhouse that was moved and restored in 1960. Um, but to bring it back to life is, is the plan that was once a teardown. Now I could probably piece it out and somebody told me I could probably get up a hundred thousand dollars worth of lumber lumber out of it yeah to sell dismantling it because they have genuine two by fours mm-hmm. that are two Rough inches on by and all that four. Stuff. Yeah. yeah all the hardwoods I mean you can't drive a nail in this stuff it's like pre-drill holes yeah, it's crazy it's very very hard so and, and square nails and, and, and I see that all the time, you know, uh, skunk dog, you and I looked at that one little property that was that real funky little thing that was kind of built on here and built on there. Remember, and it had three or four little teeny lots next to it. The one, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right on that little lake area, that little lake mm-hmm. neighborhood. And, and we looked at it and, and, you know, and my vision is always to not tear it down. Uh, my experience was one time I had a, uh, a church that uh, they bought a piece of property, and the first thing that the, that some of the guys did was they said, "Ah, let's go tear down the barns and all that. Let's clear this place." And later on, then then they never used the property. And later on, I thought, "Man, what a waste! That's got, you know, it's got some structures on there." So I just always say, I always say, don't rush in uh, to tearing something down and don't just assume if it says tear down it's a tear down because that's not always the way it is buy bassdropproperty.com if you need some girls to help you find something in the bastrop county fayette county out in the country um, the girls jill and ann can help you with that we love those girls and they do an excellent job buy bassdropproperty.com skunk dog you got any final words uh, well i'm just gonna say good luck to Anybody that's out there hunting this weekend and this upcoming week, and uh, we'll check back next weekend once I have a deer down at uh, at Dad and Mom's place. Okay, well, as <laughs> long as you get them before I do. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me, all you who are struggling hard and carrying heavy loads, and I will give you rest. He says it right there, right there in the good word, in the book. 
Live it. Love it. Learn it. I'm Cody Ryan. Same place, same time next week. All right, folks. Hey, this week, get a kid off the couch. Take them for a walk in the park. Show them the birds and trees. Heck, take them hunting. Take them fishing. We don't care what it is. As long as you get them involved in the great outdoors. Um, you need to start, you want to start a hunting and fishing ministry in your church, go to kidsoutdoorzone.com. Guys will help you with that. Um, if you have a little boy who needs to get outside, who needs a good mentor, you can go to kidsoutdoorzone.com. There's churches all over the country and all over this community and Canada. So find yourself a good group and get your boys over there. Uh, we're all headed to church. Want to invite you? Hey, find a good Bible-based church in your community somewhere. Uh, guys, take your family, get them geared up, get them dressed, get them to church, and then take them out and have lunch somewhere. And and happy Thanksgiving. Yes. Oh yeah. That's right. This is our Thanksgiving show. Thank you. So for being a listener. Yep. Thank you guys for being our regulators, being part of the show. Skunk dog, you're the man. Yes, sir. CR, good job. Road Rash, thank you very much, sir. Uh, Beefsteak, probably be in the bunkhouse next week. I don't know. Watch the Facebook, theoutdoorzone.com. All right, regulators, mount up. Line and a country boy can survive. Country folks can.